My first time was terrifying. My first time was scary. Exciting. Shocking. Traumatic. Sad. Awkward. Weird. Uncomfortable. It's depressing. A relief. I thought I was dying. Meh. <laughs> My first time was horrifying. <laughs> My first time was empowering. My first time. My first time. My name is Janet Mbogwa. I'm a media personality from Kenya, the founder of the award-winning Inua Dada Foundation, author of My First Time, which has inspired this podcast about first-time period stories, and I'm a mom of two amazing boys. It's important to me that we continue normalizing and mainstreaming taboo conversations through diverse voices, because when everyone is included, everyone wins. The more we empower women and society with knowledge about what is fact and what is fiction, the more we're able to debunk myths associated with periods, allowing women to embrace their womanhood and live without shame. I was joined by our Inuadada advocates, Dr. Sharon Nyeno, who is a medical doctor at KNH, and Elizabeth Nyambura, a facilitator at LVCT, and they were able to debunk myths and misconceptions surrounding periods that have been seen to lower women's intrinsic dignity, affect their emotional and social well-being, and continue to fuel feelings of shame. Here is that conversation. Tell us your names. Who, <laughs> who do we have today? <laughs> so let's start with, with you, Shazi, okay. that we'll go to. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my name is Sharon Ngeno, um, medical doctor at Mbagadi Hospital. Um, currently have an interest in reproductive health because I want to do my master's in quality obstetrics and gynecology. And I've been plugged in as an advocate in Inuadada since last year. I'm so glad to be doing this. And yeah. I'm so happy to have you. Really happy to have you. India. Okay, my name is Elizabeth Nyambura. I work with two organizations. So there is Center for the Study of Adolescents which I'm a SRHR advocate and also LBCT Health. I'm a facilitator and I'm glad to be here. I'm really happy to have you too. You're both SRHR advocates and you're passionate. So even as we go into this really interesting conversation around myths and misconceptions, maybe we can start with you, Sharon, and tell us about your first time. Okay, my first time is a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> and you live in Rwanda. So my first time was when I was... I'd say 12 years. Um, we had just, I just completed my primary education and I'd gone to church. And uh, so our church, you go first to the main service, then now the youth go to their service. So after the main service, went for the youth service. Then during the, I was actively involved in church activities. So I was, I think, probably going to give a, Probably this, um, we used to have discussions. Then some chick who was used to be my friend, Akanembea, eh, you've soiled your pants. What's that? Where did you sit? So I was like, hmm? Okay, then everyone turned and the service just stopped. And there were people who were giggling at the back. And I had to go to the washroom. And I checked. It, my periods have started. Because now, when we're in primary school, my periods, I had not started my periods, but I had an idea. They were just almost, yeah. <laughs> so I, luckily we lived close to church, so I just walked home. Didn't tell anyone. I just told my mom I needed the keys. So I 
my friend gave me a sweater i just tied it around and just walked home to the walk of shame i felt embarrassed i just felt bad and funny thing i had not gotten any i'd say education about it they just used to come to school distribute pads and tell us about your periods are about to start and you're supposed to you know girls so there's a way you're supposed to carry yourselves and then now after the whole education thing about pads you're told hide them under your sweater so i had that pack of pads that you were given in class 7 that's the one that i used my mom had never given me any education about your periods or even had such a conversation with me i'm a firstborn girl i don't have any older siblings or most of my cousins or younger so there's no one who's given me such info yeah so for that period i used my pack of pads then i used to steal from my mom's closet <laughs> and uh, that was it and luckily i was going to high school so i had um, it was compulsory for you to shop for pads So I never even told my mom I started my period. She never asked me. I don't know if it's because I come from a patriarchal society where you don't talk about such things, but it really disturbed me such that I never attended the youth service in church from that time. Yeah. So when we went to high school, I know when I go to church, I never attended that youth service and it affected me to a point I even changed church and went to a different church and joined their youth service because It was so embarrassing <laughs> yeah because of that initial because reaction because of that yeah that initial reaction that yeah. was for me it really hurt broke me mm. and the fact that there was no you know when you have you have an older sister or you have your mom na mombia baby i started my periods it would have been better and the fact that she never even asked my mom never asked me have you started here are the products this is how, what you should do no and then funny thing she uses tampons so i would get two or three pads that time and tampons and i was wondering what are this are they what are this yeah and i was from the village so i didn't understand am i it's a condom am i it's a what you know yeah <laughs> no everything you're saying the reason why it's important is it's very real it's very yeah. real and your reaction and your story i think is like that of so many others yes. um and we'll come back to you to learn more yeah. about how you how you went from that shame to being in SRHR and yeah. to even going to be an a, a gynecologist that's yes. a whole journey yeah. and then we'll get into myths and misconceptions yeah. what about you what was your first time story okay my first time story is it's very difficult i'd say because i started my periods in august um like a um, mid so it was like i was always asking my mom questions and myself like why haven't i started periods and um in form 2 and uh, you know like in high school like a boarding school it's very difficult because people say you are infertile so it was like mom akista iza just japata periods zangu and she was like apana kila mtu na time yake so when we went for august holiday i went home and i was like i was with my sister and my brother so i was like feeling my stomach funny funny and kambia brother ngo nasikia kama naendesha so like we are just open so akaniambia basi twende cho and uh, when i went i 
found out I was bleeding so I was like mbona na hana na nyesha like mbona na hana niko na periods so like sikujua like ni periods and I was I called my sister kamambia like miss yelevi what is going on and she was like can you do it again so I was like how <laughs> I can be like wipe yourself from front to back we see how we see what is the cause and was okay so i did it and uh, i can remember once pause i didn't understand i was like na pause aje i can remember like wipe kiasi front and give me the tissue so i did that and i can remember like is any periods zina kujanga like different ways because has she always pukes a lot so mine was like it came in a form of a diarrhea so it was very disturbing because how can this happen mm-hmm. and uh, she just said people have different symptoms and that was very relieving and um, you know my father <laughs> It's very funny because my father if he's the one going to do the shopping you go and buy even pads like I didn't even want to go with my father to the supermarket because the first time you go with him I would ask him mbara tuendi kwa unga tunaanzia huku kwa hizi vitu and Yaraman this is supposed to be my mom's work and uh, what did he used to tell you like I have two girls, I have two boys, so I have to do this. Okay. And I have uh, the love of my life, so I have to buy everyone. <laughs> It's it was always very difficult to go with my father because in school in uh, primary school they say that men are not allowed to buy any pads for girls. And I was like, if you knew my father, my god. you die but now maybe you you must appreciate that now. yes later you came to see wow i'm lucky that i had you know my experience with my father the time was that he was able to go and mm-hmm. buy pads is that yeah. how you see it now yes yeah so because like my brothers we are used to talking anything and they they are like you know i would treat my girlfriend or my wife like this because we saw an example mm-hmm. from my dad so i appreciate him <laughs> that's really powerful i'm so glad you said that i i know we you've already touched a little bit on some of the myths and misconceptions and i'm wondering whether for the two of you um if you can tell me a little bit about one of the myths that really stood out for you that you can't you can't even forget you heard about it and later when you learned it was a myth you were trying to wrap your head around it what was what was a myth that you heard from a long time ago that took you a long time to unlearn hmm. yeah there was one major one <laughs> and i went to high school um our high school had it was I was in a mixed school so there was a watch lady who was in charge of us and then now we had a hospital luckily ar so one of these days when i had my periods i used to have very painful periods 
So I would sleep in in the morning when people are going for breakfast. Then this watch lady would go around checking if everyone has left the dorm. Then she found me. Then she asked me what's the problem because we had become friends. I told her, hey, my periods, they are so painful. And then she told me, kila mtu hapa akona periods. Kwani niwepe kiyako? I'm like, yeah, but they are so painful. Then she told me, so that she's the one who was supposed to take me now to the to the hospital, sanatorium. So she told me, eh, na by the way, ukienda nyumbani, uchunge sana. Unajua ukika karibu na mtu mnyako na periods uchungu wa mama, au ndo waneza. Wana, then you cross their legs, they give you painful periods. So probably one of the your house girl or your mom has painful periods now mekoki cross me guzao. I'm like, huh? Cross over the like jump like, over yeah, their leg. Jump over. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> First of all, some myths I'm like, where do they people really reach for myths? Yeah. So you're saying and then Shari, if you sit down, yes. if you pass somebody whose legs are crossed and you walk over their crossed yeah. legs yeah. and they have painful periods, yeah, you it'll get pass them. on to you. Yeah, like when you're to, excuse me, can I pass? Then she also told me, Unalanga nani nyumbani. So I was like, ah, by the way, some days we sleep in the same room with the house girl. Mm-hmm. Some days we switch rooms with my sister. She sleeps with the house girl because mm-hmm. that time we were staying in a three-bedroom. Then I was like, it could be true because I think our house girl used to be sick like during her period mm-hmm. i would say probably yeah because she would sleep most of that time i was like yeah this could be true so she's like Ata ukenda uko tu painkiller, but the main reason is that like it's contagious or it's a kind of curse <laughs> yeah or something it's that those things for over. crossing legs and sleeping yeah. with someone who has periods they transfer the energy to you so you have painful <sighs> periods and i ignored that and funny thing in form three it became so crazy so i when I was home, I told my mom, eh, nasikia painful periods. My mom was like, because there's a gynecologist in town, we can go see. And I had ovarian cysts. It was nothing to do with mm-hmm. crossing. And I was like, wow, what was that? So that's that's almost the time that you had to unlearn because yeah. it was ovarian cysts. Yes, 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 yes. That's wild. I don't know that I've heard that one about almost um, being contagious. Yeah. But that's, what about for you? What myth? You know, like Sharon, what myth stayed with you until you unlearned it? Uh, like men are not supposed to buy pads. Mm. That's very weird. Why would men be allowed to buy pads? So this thing, because if I am on my periods, I would send even my boyfriend go get me some pads if I don't have any in my house. And then there's this like on contraceptives mm. in periods. So me, I've grown up knowing like these daily pills are for older women. <laughs> so my periods had issues. And then when I went to the doctor, he said like, you have to take pills. He didn't even say what kind of pills for 28 days. Okay. And I was like, I mean, from three. So how am I supposed to take these tablets how am i even supposed to carry because when i went he gave me a pack like a microgynon and i had to carry it to go to school and my mom told me this these are contraceptives and i was like is this any zenyona to me younger (laughs) my mom told me like afana mina to me a different one in ya could balance your hormones yeah so when i went to school Everyone would ask me, Kwani, like, have you had sex? 
so it was very traumatizing mm -hmm. like no these are for my periods and mm -hmm. uh, you know the older big sister or mothers they'll say uh -uh, this is not to make it if you want to have sex right now you can't prevent it using this mm -hmm. you know i had to stop it and it affected your cycle yes still. so yeah. i had to bleed for two weeks continuously and i had cramps yeah. so it was like no am i supposed to use it or not yeah and uh, i went and borrowed a phone and called my mom and my mom told me like don't care what anyone else says use those contraceptives mm -hmm. use those those are microgynon for you they are not contraceptives so mm -hmm. i had to overcome that and uh, i always tell girls that contraceptives pills or daily pills are not for older women so that has really worked yeah that it's not just limited there's a common factor i think the three of us share which mm -hmm. is very interesting because you said you had a painful period yeah you said you had painful periods yeah. i had yeah. painful periods and here we are in a sense <laughs> championing mm -hmm. for reproductive health and rights i don't know whether it's our experiences that have made us do that because yeah. the three of us went through it and here we are many years later you're talking to young girls about SRH. Mm -hmm. You're a medical, <laughs> I'm a menstrual <laughs> champion. Because I, my experience was the same. I had really painful periods. I started when I was 10, which was unheard of for many people. And they were painful. They were painful to the point where I also had to take the pill. Mm -hmm. Like you, I had the same, th in my mind, in fact, I remember thinking, oh man, this is going to mess me and I won't have kids. Mm -hmm. Because I was too afraid to ask about how, they help you with your hormones. I was more fixated on the fact that these are contraceptives that you're supposed to take to prevent pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I'd started having sex then. I don't even think I had. So mm. in my mind, I'm like, that's it. I'm never going to be a mom. I've ruined my life. Yeah. I've ruined yeah. my body. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they tried to encourage me, my, my gynecologist, who ended up being the one who brought my sons into the world. Wow. He's the same one who um gave those gave the medication to me many years yeah, before work, yeah. um and over time he was saying don't be paranoid isn't it helping you i said yeah it's helping me but in my mind i can't help but think that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this was not normalized from an early age from yeah, an early yeah. age we were told contraceptives are to prevent pregnancy and yes. they're for older women so just like you've said you try to tell girls it's not just for older women it's for different uses so yeah. it's just interesting that we've been in those spaces and situations and are now maybe because of that we're advocating do you do you think that's why that's why yeah. we're here advocating for more information and awareness yeah. yeah yeah i think so i think i think yeah and i had boys i had children so it's fine it's not <laughs> yeah I can, I can officially say it's 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 not necessarily true the other myth i would hear is if you have really painful periods um and you have children they'll go away that's yeah me. is yeah. it true <laughs> No. She's like, please tell me. <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah. I don't think it's not true for me. I mean, yes. they're still painful. Yeah. Um, so I remember I went back to the doctor and said, hey, mm. what is what's... it? Yeah. He just said it may make it easier. Yeah. But I think he told me, I didn't categorically told you the pain would go. Yeah. I simply said that for some women it does, which is true. For yeah. some women it, yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not one of those women. <laughs> so many years later, we're still pushing on with painful periods Period, yes. but um we're going to go through a few myths because i want to go uh begin to get into um you know how you then jumped from 
a, a disturbing first period all the way to being menstrual champions, essentially, and how you hope that can encourage someone there. So I know that there's some there's some myths that I have here, and we'll try and do a quick fire of okay. <laughs> Sharon. This one was you. Um, that associating period blood with witchcraft or dirty, so you're not allowed to cook, serve food, or go to church. That's a myth you heard? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, and then the other one, I'll name some of them, then you yeah. can highlight the one that you want to talk about. Okay. The other one is that tampons break virginity um, or menstrual cups. That's very common. Yes, um, very. And then the other one here is that mood swings are as a result of periods because mood swings could vary. Mood swings are as a result of periods. Oh, all mood swings. That's yeah. what the myth is. Yes. So the myths are, it's associated with, it's with witchcraft, that they break virginity, or that mood swings are always as a result of periods. These are all myths that you heard. Yeah. Which one for you do you want to talk a little bit about that um, you want to break, you know, here and now as a myth? Um, the one for tampons. I feel yeah. like, yeah, because that one stuck with me for a long time. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until probably when I, like, midway med school. That is like probably four or five years ago. Mm. Yeah, that's that's when I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, people say tampons lead to loss of virginity. People don't understand how to use the menstrual cups, which personally I have never tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yet to try before the end of the year. Yeah. But the fact is, it's important to understand the human anatomy, the anatomy of the female reproductive system. So the hymen, what people say is broken during your first encounter with sex, is actually a lining of the vagina. It's not a sheet that has, covers the whole vagina. So people think, oh, when your hymen is, when you insert a tampon, it will break the hymen. But that's not the case. A hymen is just a stretchy layer. So when you have sex, it stretches more. Mm-hmm. Yes. But when you insert a tampon, I mean, it's just a, you know, our vaginas are elastic. Yes. To so to say. So a, a tampon is a tiny, it's like a thing, like it's <laughs> my finger size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's no way to break your vagina. I mean, if it was, it was, if it was a, the hymen was a sheet of, like a sheet on top of your vagina, how would we be having our periods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense. If you yeah. So there's way. no way a tampon can break your virginity. It's just the discomfort on inserting it. But there's no way if you're a virgin and you insert a tampon, it, your virginity is broken. No. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But I'm, it's Virginity a... is like, if you've never had sex, you're a virgin. But you see some people, the hymen can stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, it can stretch to some level and c- come back to normal. Even in other activities, horse yes. riding, there's running, horse riding, all, yes. there's running. There are people who do gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, and so many activities. This particular one needs such an education because even yes. as we speak, there's women my age, younger, older, yes. who still cannot differentiate um, all the different yes. facets. We we don't like to talk about our bodies. Yes. Number one, we're taught to be ashamed, ashamed, hide, and hide. Yeah. And because of that, we deny ourselves the information. Yeah. That's and because true. of that, then we we end up um, going into things with a lot of misinformation. Yes. So I'm glad you've emphasized yes. on that particular myth because it's affecting so many girls, preventing mm-hmm. them from using products that can help them when they're playing sports. Yeah. Like a yeah. lot of women are just swimming. Yeah. You can use a tampon. Yeah. You haven't tried the cup. We'll come back to Sharon yeah. before the end of the year and say, how was your first <laughs> yes. menstrual cup experience? Yeah. But thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Trish, why don't you highlight 
one particular myth um, that you have now. I mean, Sharon talks about the one for tampons and cups and saying how nice that she's in the medical field. She's established that it's a myth. And now she's encouraging more women and girls to kind of understand their bodies. How have, what's one myth that you've learned, that you've unlearned, that's maybe giving you a chance to talk to girls about, if at all? And if there's none, it's also fine. You can just, um, I'm just curious about that. Okay. Like, I would say on tampons, I've never used them myself. Mm. Because I've always found tampons, like, hectic. Hectic. <laughs> like, how do I even start inserting You guys it? are so Gen Z. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> like, how do I even start inserting it? It's like a female condom. Yeah. Like, but is it a myth you heard about tampons breaking virginity? Yes. You also heard that myth? Yes. Okay. In the, so, I don't think, like, tampons can do that. Mm-hmm. The same way they say, like, bike. Riding a mm. bike breaks a horse, yeah. our own virginity. Mm. So, because I've always loved riding, mm. and uh, I find it very uncomfortable. Like this, this time you'd say something. Why are you riding a bike? And it's like expanding. Mm. How how is it affecting it? So like because I can win against you, so you have to use something else. That's so strange. So I find it like very disturbing. Okay. Because being a woman, you have to be shamed of everything. You have to be shamed because if I sleep with you today and I refuse to have sex and we have mm-hmm. sex tomorrow, you'd say like yesterday you didn't mm-hmm. want to have sex because you you are with someone else. Mm. Oh, so you're talking about the extra shame yeah. that women have to carry in terms of even beyond our periods, our sexuality, our ability to express ourselves, have yeah. different sexual partners. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, so it's yeah. like very disturbing. So why are you saying it's my fault? Did mm-hmm. I sleep with someone? Mm-hmm. Why can't you even question yourself if you're doing this the way you say like, if we are doing mm-hmm. like exercise sometimes mm-hmm. it's affect us the same way people say like if a man is a person who likes gyms is cleaners mm-hmm. might reduce mm-hmm. so why do you have to shame me for as my a experience woman? okay yeah i think body shaming and understanding is a conversation that's so wide um, and I think it's important to have, uh, you know, and we definitely need to create that platform. But if we're going to go back to myths and misconceptions, there's there's another one. There's a, a very famous one. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys ever got the line when you started your period of, if you let a boy touch you now, you'll get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. That was my introduction to periods. Because <laughs> I, I was 10 and I went to my mom and I said, I'm bleeding. I pretty much thought I was dying. Because I mean, no, nobody thought I'd start yeah. that young. And so when I went to her and I'm like, I'm bleeding. She, she, she was in shock, but she was trying to play calm. So she, you know, told me, go clean yourself. She gave me pads. And I, it was like, I'll never forget it. It was like, it was yesterday. She said, these are pads. This is how to wear them. And if any boy touches you right now, you'll fall pregnant. So don't let any boy mm-hmm. touch you. And, you know, I can't tell you how much that affected me till very late in life. 
And I think this is why, what, why we need to be careful about myths. So obviously, there needs to be more detail. Yeah. If you have sex, you could get pregnant, which is a very big reality when you start your period. But if you're saying touch me, so in my mind, if anybody came even breathing near me, <laughs> I'd be like, please step away from me because you're going to make me pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and what that can do is um, it affects relationships yes. because you're maybe in your early 20s or late teens or early 20s and dating and you're even scared to hold hands. So the reason why, and we'll be winding up with the conversation soon, but the reason why these conversations are important to have around myths and misconceptions is to demystify and to have accurate information because I feel like the lack of accurate information also means that you don't give girls and women permission to thrive because yeah. you're so limited by fear around something that's very natural, right? So yeah. um, let's wind up to the point where you both went from having, you started in form two. Yeah. So you were what, in your teens? Yes. You're about 14, uh, 15? No, I was actually 16. 16, okay. So quite mature for starting your period, right? Because it's usually younger. Um, and then you had a pretty shameful experience. How did you move from that shameful experience to being here advocating for access to the right information? I think that's a pretty powerful story. And what message would you want to leave the audience with? Okay, so... Um, all through high school, I was in a mixed school, which kind of helped me get to know how to relate with boys, even when you're in your periods, yeah? Because it was a boarding school and you're in a mixed school and there's no way you're going to run away from your periods. So, yeah, that was one thing that kind of shaped me to accept because I also had the same myth for when boys touch you, etc., etc., and it was a bit weird. But in high school, the girls we found there in Form 4, we'd see how they're relating with boys when you're on your periods. There's no boy who would uh, view you in a very weird way. So I think that was a good support environment for mm -hmm. us to like appreciate having your periods, even being able to have your pads in the lockers, in your desks, and no boy would tell you. Yeah, and after high school... Um, of course, I got straight into med school and now we understood the female reproductive system and um, I was empowered. And during the same period as well, my friends and I started reaching out to high school, high school girls. It just came naturally because when you're one of the A students in school, <laughs> what do you, you say? Would, yeah, you'd <laughs> always be called back to go and give a talk in which school, where back home where I come from I was like mm. I probably the only girl <laughs> who had an A from the village yeah? so I used to be called back to go and give a talk to young girls who just started their periods and I just used my anatomy knowledge and I just got into it my dad would chip in with buy pads of course my dad is a typical Kalenjin man <laughs> so there is no way you're going to discuss periods or anything close to that but of course I just ask I need money to do, to buy some items for the school I'm going into, yeah, and I would buy pads, tech to them, and it grew into me that actually girls don't have the knowledge. Girls in the village are so, sh they are ashamed of having periods, and so we'd empower them, and I think that gave me a passion, so we kept doing them, going to the informal settlements, and yeah, so 
all through when I was about third year med school, fourth year, I would see the women who come to Kenyatta because that's where we practice when we're in school. They'd come to KNH and after giving birth, you know, the way you bleed and some of them, you know, you're told to bring cotton wool and then it reaches a point. Some can't afford more cotton wool and of course the hospital, it's government hospital. Mm-hmm. So, some are a mess, they use clothes and it was so disturbing to me. So, I was like, I feel like if you not if you don't have the money to buy these pads, it could be a challenge. So it the interest grew more. And I was like, I'm going to make sure I get into this field and even go beyond being a doctor and just impact lives of people by just distributing pads, enabling girls to embrace menstruation, understand their cycles, and just enjoy womanhood. Mm-hmm. And that is what I'm still going to do and probably in the next few years have a hospital that serves women and also give them affordable sanitary items and maybe push into the parliament these small small bills that are coming up for mm-hmm. women should be given free pads such things yeah, that's what I'm hoping. In the next few years, we hope things are going to be better for us. Yeah, then. Yes. yes I think yes. that's that's really powerful, what yes. you said. Your journey from the girl, you say the girl from the village Zilla. who yes. had a difficult experience of shame and yeah. how you've now used that to get more information about the field yes. and to impact. I think that's a, a really yes. powerful testimony. And, and thank you for using your skill set and passion. Um, we need so many more of you, I yeah. think, yeah. Uh, to mobilize. Um What's your advice to people who um, are ashamed to talk about their periods or are ashamed to interact with young girls about their periods? What piece of advice do you have for them? Um, Number one, I always quote that period blood ain't a dirty blood at all. So I always tell my girls that you should embrace your womanhood because even if they say that period blood is a dirty blood that period blood gives us a chance to know that we can give a life so why why say it's a bad blood or a dirty blood so don't say it's a dirty blood because at the end of the day that dirty blood gives us life yeah so why and uh, uh, it's not like I want to say anything like praising my mom, but actually I would say my mom has always taught me that at the end of the day, it is what you give the world. It is what you give the community. It is what you do as a woman that gives you a chance to be who you are. Don't be afraid. Because at the end of the day, why would you be afraid? Because you're a woman. So I would like to say that women should not hide pads. Don't go and carry pads like you putting it under your sweater because you are in a meeting and you don't want people to see that you, you are on your periods. So... So have your periods proud. Yes. Be period proud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. I, you know, I, again, we celebrate anybody who's able to use their platform. And I think you're both doing that so incredibly well. Thank you for sharing with us the myths and debunking myths and 
we really hope that we'll meet in parliament, as you've said, <laughs> to be able to push for policies that can help girls and women everywhere. So thank you both yes. so much for coming on the podcast and keep doing what you're doing because you're changing a lot of lives. So thank you. Thank, thank you so thank much. This so was to the good forum. Yeah. <laughs> we hope to do more of this. We hope to do more. We yeah. need to do more. Yeah. If you want us to go to the topics that affect periods, mm. Mm-hmm. reproductive I'm always free yeah yeah for that okay. I'll yeah. call you yeah <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> thank you so much All right. thank you for listening to my first time stories podcast where we're pushing for menstrual justice one story at a time